You're listening to Brumpod, the podcast for small businesses by small businesses. Discussing the topics that matter to you because they matter to us, including marketing, networking, generating business awareness, as well as covering various business tools and technology. Brought to you by Brummies Networking, the home of free, stripped-back business networking. Produced by Happy Content Co. Welcome to episode 26 of Brumpod. I'm here with Jason and Ewan. Hello. Hello. Oh, that was less in time than it was last time. <laughs> well, we're out of practice, you know. What can we say? We haven't seen Ewan for a while, so it's good to no. have you back. No, he's been, uh, been off on... <laughs> Governmental business with his uh, AK-47s and machine guns and <laughs> keeping the peace in war-torn areas. So, just after the Russia report is released, I mean, coincidence? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about planning your return to the office after lockdown, as we begin to get to the stage where we're ever gradually seeing more little bits of normality here and there, things getting slightly back to normal business as usual in many industries now. So we thought we'd just cover a bit of how that's going, how many people are likely to be going back, look at the places that are turning things on their head and allowing people to, to work from home still for an elongated period of time. So, Jason, yeah, your thoughts? Well, I mean, we, we sum it up perfectly because you look at the three of us, you've got a home studio, you've always worked from home, apart from going out to network and maybe go and see a client at their premises you are the consumer home worker i'm the complete office opposite the um i do a lot of field work i go out and about but my business is based in a storage facility that's access cell storage folks stop it but, yeah <laughs> but you you have to physically be there to see customers do viewings answer questions um and Ewan is pretty much in between both of us. I know Ewan's had um, offices in the city centre and also works from home. So for you, nothing's changed. For me, well, everything has changed. And for Ewan, what's yeah, it's, it? Yeah, it, it, it's partly changed because everything I now do is online, um, which I was you know, doing to some extent before, but... I'm no longer going to client premises for the moment. I'm not meeting people in the office. Um, partly so I don't think clients want that just yet. And secondly, because as far as offices are concerned, I want to be sure that all the hygiene and cleaning and so on is up to the standard I expect. Yeah. yeah I mean, Absolutely. for me, I've I've had a you know, similar that uh, all non-essential travel is effectively off the menu at the moment. So I'm not networking other than, you know, what we do online. I'm not going out to visit clients. I'm doing a lot more telephone, Zoom meetings, you know, virtual meetings. And then I only visit site if I have to physically show someone around and perhaps the, you know, the store team, aren't take aren't in a position to take care of that in my absence so yeah i've gone from wanting to work from home for a long time to now working from home and now wishing i could get back in the office a bit more no hmm. i think that's a very good point jason because you know we've been in lockdown for effectively three months a bit over 
and it, you know when it started it was different it might not have been quite exciting was the right word but the novelty's worn off yes i think it's you know we're getting back into it. it's it's now people in a rut yeah i think the the people are starting to make their own routines based on that dreaded phrase the new normal i had the same arc when i first was working from home it's like this is brilliant i'm going to work twice as hard just to prove that i was right all along and then halfway through this sorry saga you kind of get into the Oh, roll out of bed again, turn on the computer, have some Zoom meetings, go make a cup of tea in the And then finding the tragedy of running out of Tunnock's caramel biscuits and then having to go out and get some, then knowing you can't go out and get some, and then you try and do an online shop and then they've got no slots and it, it's all just horrible. Yeah. Spoken with feeling, Richard. Not, is, definitely not experience. A... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've now reached the point where I am going out to stores again for um, you know um, for site inspections or to meet clients or do things so things are getting back to normal but I don't see a point where I will just go into an office to put my laptop on and check my emails and be seen in the office you know my productivity is there it doesn't have to be proved by what they used to term as presenteeism yeah, you know, just just be visible for the sake of being seen, so nobody goes. Where does he go? What does he do? Just talking of caramel biscuits for a moment, I saw a headline. <laughs> it, it, it is it is related. It's just one of the most British headlines I've ever seen in my life, and uh, it says working from home costs add up as more spent on tea and biscuits. I thought you'd only ever get that headline in Britain, <laughs> nowhere yeah. else. But you're right. I mean, we did. Uh, I think Ewan actually found this uh, on the BBC about RBS. Uh, there said there's a long-standing belief that if you're working from home, you're shirking from home, you're doing other things that are not work. And bosses are starting to shift towards judging output rather than the number of hours spent in front of the computer. He said the pandemic had forced bosses to also care about the physical and mental well-being of their staff more probably than they had before. So you're quite right. I mean... The, there's a lot to be said for being in an office working, but as we've you know joked about in the past, there, are, there have been many instances, and we've all known people that go to an office and spend half their life on Facebook and Twitter and not actually doing their job because they're yeah. an employee and they're getting paid no matter what. Yeah, and very interesting in, in the days when I was managing law firms and uh, kind of in charge of the IT, and you'd, you'd actually look at what sites people were visiting and so on. It's quite interesting. Yeah, in in sales, you have a sales target, and the unofficial rule in sales is that if you hit your target, all sins are forgiven. You know, if you don't, then they look at how much time you're spending talking to customers, prospecting, doing what you call your key performance indicators. But you are sales is pretty much a lifestyle. If you can get your target done in half the time, the rest of the time is your own unless they target you on uncapped commission, in which case you just keep going. With administration, somebody could get a set amount of paperwork out of the way in two days and spend the rest of the time being paid to do nothing. And there was the argument that sometimes people would spread the work to fill the time. You know, that was, yeah. that was an issue with productivity in the office. Now, 
it's if you are working from home and you can get a day's work done in half a day then yeah you have the option to take on more tasks or you have the option to you know enjoy the time but if you're or getting the, the work done all sins are forgiven or the employer has the option to halve the workforce well yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and that well that was always the question that you had um you know the what they call the 1970s um you know, local council mentality. Stop being so damn efficient. You're making the rest <laughs> of us look bad. <laughs> well, that's the thing, you know, these days, as we've covered before on, on previous episodes, I mean, what, what does the average worker, apart from those in, you know, industry that have to use machinery and various tools that are specific to the job, the average office worker only needs a laptop and a phone and a decent broadband connection, and you can be anywhere. It doesn't necessarily mean that you've got to be in an office. And another yeah. article we found on the Sky News from a few days ago, according to one poll, almost one in three workers are ready to keep working from home after lockdown. Well, it will fundamentally change the landscape. What you have to remember with technology is that um, there are some there are some industries where you physically have to be there. Hospitality is one. But banking, a lot of banking staff are now working from home. When the banks reopen, what you might find is you will have a skeleton crew running the bank and you will have a bank manager that's not actually based in the bank and is managing three or four banks simultaneously and video conferencing with any inquiries. And so infrastructure will change um, to adapt to the new sort of home working and yeah there will be job cost and efficiency savings they'll refer to them as but what will happen is where each location had to have a physical manager on site now you will have a sort of pseudo area manager that just logs in and makes sure that you know the the building was opened up, the staff had opened up the POS systems and checked in on time, and the inquiries and calls and everything else were being handled and dealt with. And they'll maybe visit site on a you know on a, 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 a on a loop. They'll do a circuit you know once a month and go and see each location. But there'll be a lot more sort of remote hands off, just you know um, dealing with things from afar. I just want to know, is there someone lately checked in on Howard from the Halifax because he was everywhere and no one's seen him for ages. And, and he's he's uh, in a doubly high-risk group, isn't he? I mean, he's, he's a man. Well, yeah. And um, ethnic minority, so, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's really think, worrying. I think we need to start a GoFundMe or something just to <laughs> just to get some more information because no one's seen him for years. Yeah. Just a new, just a hashtag. How's Howard? <laughs> <laughs> and and the other aspect of this on that same Sky News article that had the poll was is the environmental aspect of all of this as well. Yeah. Um, and a survey of three thousand adults by the Halifax, which is why I brought it up, um, found that many saw the new lifestyle as an environmental wake up call and a chance to do something about climate change. And three out of five of those surveyed. Have, feel like family fortunes. Uh, three out of five of those surveyed said they did not expect things to ever go back to normal. Most were hopeful the world could use the change to tackle the climate emergency. Uh, four out of five of those surveyed thought remote working was a way to reduce emissions. Well, what they're looking at is killing the commute. If you take the daily commute out of the work 
lifestyle not only is it better for the environment not only do you does it cost you less to actually get in and do your job but you have less time traveling that's more time you could be doing something more productive so yeah there is definitely the environment i think air quality has been better as well that's been reported in, in london especially and i'm sure birmingham has as well Maybe they won't need the clean air zone after this. But, well, uh, that's, 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 maybe that's one for another podcast. But That's another story, I, folks. Yeah, but I think the important thing to remember is there are some businesses, as, as we were saying with our, our setups, there are some where it's virtually no change from what they used to do. There are some people that have adapted. There are some that will never go back to where it is, and there are some that have to go back. You cannot work a pub remotely. There will be certain face-to-face transactions that have to be done at a premises and people have to be there. And now the laws are, well, the lockdown is easing. I mean, we can't give legal or HR advice, but there are people that are genuinely worried about going back to the workplace and what it will mean for them. Yeah. And um, a classic example is the company I work for, and I'm not going to say the name again, but everyone knows what it is. But... (laughs) There were questions asked about um, if someone comes in that should be wearing a mask and isn't. What do you do? Do you challenge them? Well, the fact is they might all have an exemption. So challenging them might not be the right thing. What you can do, uh, which is our, our company line, is you take steps to protect yourself. So they ha- will stay in the designated area behind the screen where you, someone wearing a mask may have been able to accompany you to a unit to view it the other person is not able to be in a close proximity, so can't do the viewing. So there's certain things they'll exclude themselves from, but it's all about keeping people safe. Yeah, I know. There's yeah, I've got another link as well that uh, again we're, we're we're not treating this as offering any form of legal advice in any sense. So your honour, <laughs> that is that is my story, and I'm sticking to it. If you have any queries, please speak to your own lawyer or in health. Uh, HR people or whoever, uh, but we have found one link that does, you know, sort of cover those sort of things and you know what what employees' rights are on returning to work, and obviously every business has has uh, a duty to observe the one meter plus social distancing rule, one way systems to minimise contacts and frequent cleaning regimes, as well as obviously personal uh, protective equipment as well for masks and gloves wherever necessary. Um, yeah. And obviously, if, if things aren't looking good, then you must raise it with your line managers or regular managers straight away. And if you don't get any sense out of them, then uh, you can always take it further up to the health and safety executive about your concerns. And they will then obviously take it on for you. But it does go on to say, uh, you know, can my boss make me come back? It's like if, if you don't return to work when it's deemed reasonable that you should be back then they'll treat you as absent without authorization so you know there are we'll we'll make sure these links are in the episode notes so do read up for yourselves and obviously if you've got any concerns speak to somebody in hr or or law just to get some official advice this is not advice this is just stuff we found of course we are a glorified google yes and of course the other thing is when people are not just concern but where they feel that the the um covid safe uh, measures don't go far enough 
that you are entitled to question them and you are entitled to have you know um, those questions answered to your satisfaction yeah um, well at least again, answered yes yes so uh, yeah I suppose that is a yeah to your satisfaction to the satisfaction of a reasonable individual yeah uh, yeah em em employees need to do a, a, a proper risk assessment and, and put yeah. proper um, measures in, in, in place to protect their workforce because they're under a yeah. duty to do that. Yeah, and if you do find that it's inadequate, you there, are, there is some protection, I think, under the whistleblower regulations. So it isn't a case of people can't speak out if, they're, if they feel there's an issue. Not only should you, but you there is... You know, a level of protection. Now, you hear horror stories about people being, you know, brought back and asked to come in from furlough, but not still officially on furlough, and that their their job description will change. And again, you know, the understanding was that you return to the business on the same, you know, arrangement that you left and take things from there. Not that they your job changes in your absence and then you're brought back in. But again, these are all sort of things that you do need to speak to your HR about rather than just take it from a glorified Google. <laughs> yeah. And, and some businesses are doing, uh, you know, more in the sense of allowing people a bit more flexibility. Uh, Royal yeah. Bank of Scotland's, uh, Scotland has recently decided that, uh, according to an article from yesterday, uh, they said they're allowing 50,000 staff to work from home for the rest of 2020. Yeah. Uh, sort of underlines their radical changes in the workplace that they've recognised. They're taking a, a more cautious approach to keeping staff safe. Uh, in, a, in a move echoed by similar yeah. ones at Facebook, Google, and Fujitsu. But but they're all big big companies. Yes. Yeah. Who you know can work remotely a lot of the time. But you know one of the things I've noticed is that service for the consumer has dropped. So, for example, my credit card company, their telephone line is not open for anywhere near the length of time that it used to be pre-COVID. And that, you know, it's, it's, the, the new systems are not stepping into that breach. Yeah. They will grow into them, but the, this is a sea change. Um, what you will find is that big companies can make these changes, and sometimes it's for their benefit still very much you know ebb and flow swings and roundabouts they will fewer people in the office means lower utility costs potentially smaller offices rotating staff some work from home some come in but you're also missing that interaction in the office you know the yeah. old arguments haven't gone away um the one the the analogy we always had was you know the guy you called him bob Bob was always in the office. He wasn't particularly productive, but everyone knew him. His wife, uh, his wife's name, the kids' names, the pets' names. There was Mr. Efficient that worked from home and just sort of emailed his reports in, always on time, always to perfection. When they were downsizing and getting rid of staff, Mr. Efficient could be cut and no one would notice he'd gone until the workload got spread. Bob, on the other hand, if Bob was let go, everyone would know about it. So sometimes from a PR rather than an efficiency point of view, you let Mr. Anonymous go. And there's a lot for being visible. There will be a lot of people that will could work from home but will choose to go back to the office 
for the purposes of being seen to be, you know, at the vanguard. Well, I'm coming back. I'm risking my health. I'm giving it all for the company. You know, maybe glorified brand nosing, but office politics hasn't moved on, even if the pandemic has. No, certainly, you know, I used to find that it was very useful, <clears throat> pardon me, to be in the office at least a couple of nights a week, you know, after it had shut. Because yeah. that's when the bosses were a bit more available. They would unwind a bit, chat about things a bit more generally. And, um, you know, you, as well, you would be seen. And you wouldn't be seen as, as a clock watcher who was halfway down the stairs at closing time. Yeah, although I yeah. did make a point of, I used to kick my team out. We finished at 5.30 when I used to work, you know, in a office magazine sales environment and it was half jokey but it was a case of you need to go home because i've either given you too much work to do which makes me look bad or i've not given you enough training to get that work done during office hours which makes me look bad so go home you're making me look bad <laughs> but what it also meant is they didn't have a chance to brown nose to the uh to the higher ups and um sort of you know look you know sort of uh at your heels for your job kind of thing but it left entirely you, altruistic it left you time to do the brown nosing instead exactly and i don't want them witnessing it <laughs> he gets all his tips from that bob i've never trusted God, i might be a shameful brown noser but at least you know i'm uh, i know how to cover my tracks <laughs> this isn't going out live is it yep <laughs> <laughs> No, but office politics, um, you know, people are still people. We've not moved on that much. And I'm interested to see how office politics will develop when you can blame it on the guy that's actually working from home and he's not going to be able to immediately challenge it. That will be that will be one of the more interesting ones. Yeah. And again, just like networking for people that are uh, flitting between various locations like you are and... Yeah. Or home workers, as soon as we're able to properly, safely network again in person, then that's that's a great thing that a lot of people are missing. Uh, yeah. Me included, well, all of us included, but yeah, it's still not at the stage where it is. Well, our, our current venue is still obviously shut; they haven't been able to reopen yet. Um, yeah. But obviously, it's, it's still early days. It's still. Well, I, I personally, I think we all agree we don't really deem it safe or right to no. to carry on in-person networking as yet. It's just not the right time still. The, the time will come, and at the moment it was the, the socialising that comes from networking as much as the business was also good for a lot of people that were self-employed or small businesses or home workers. And what I was going to touch on was the idea that it's getting out there and socializing is good for your mental health. We, we talk about homeworking and we assume that everybody is, you know, working from their own little home office and they're overlooking their garden and they can go out and walk the dogs. And you forget that some people are single. They live in an apartment, possibly even a tower block. There is no garden. If they don't go out to network and socialize, they are trapped with their own thoughts in four walls, and that's not good for your mental health. And there is a huge element to just getting out there and speaking to other people face-to-face -face that networking provided. 
and that's not that shouldn't be overlooked. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is that, particularly with modern houses, they're actually quite small. There's not a lot of spare yes. space, and if you've got, you know, a, a couple, both of whom are working from home, plus throwing some kids, you know, it's it's going to be very stressful. And we've seen stories of domestic violence going up, for example. You know, it's it's not yeah. all good news working from home. No, no. Well, they say that adversity doesn't build character; it reveals it. So, so you know, where you good could. Way, uh, yeah. Yeah, where you could get get away with, you could put up with somebody if you were only saw them for a few hours a day after work. But when you're trapped in a room with them, those yeah. small little things that were forgivable before are now hugely irritating. To the and point massively where my amplified. Wife, yeah, she now wants to go and get a full time job if I'm going to spend more time working from home. Mm. This is why we only want to see you once a month. <laughs> To be honest, yeah, I want to spend less time with me at the moment. So. <laughs> but it is true. Things like networking, seeing other people, be it in an office environment or businessy events of whatever flavour, it is it is something that a lot of people are do enjoy, and they are going to be missing them now. And and we are. It, it's been really weird not having our regular monthly Brummies meets for the last. Well, our last one was the uh, beginning of March, wasn't it? Yeah. So to have four months now of of no meetings, it's after having done them for so many years, it's really really odd. And as soon as Certainly the little is. reminder in my diary comes around, say, "Oh, send out the monthly reminder," it's like, well, there's not much point. <laughs> what do you two miss the most about the face to face networking? Seeing other other people, and because every every time, I mean, this is going to sound incredibly biased about talking about our own meeting now, but. You know the the variety of businesses and and personalities I think we get at our events is really diverse, and you're yeah. always guaranteed. You know, not you're not going to get guaranteed piece of business from every event, far from. But you're guaranteed, I think, to have at least one really interesting conversation with somebody yeah. interesting. Yeah. What about you, Ewan? Uh, much much the same. Uh, it's it's that human contact you know without staring at the same four walls all the time um yeah. and it's it's also just just that business networking effectiveness of being seen because otherwise you know at the moment it's a little bit out of sight out of mind you know apart from those people that you know i'm connected to on linkedin or twitter or whatever yeah, I miss the familiarity, I miss the laughing, but a perfect example was I went to Chung Ying Restaurant um, a little while back because James was testing out his COVID secure setup and asked for a few sort of test pilots. So I took the family out for a meal and we sat in our section, had our temperature checked, you know, I mean, it was like something sci-fi, you walk up to this like machine that scans you and then tells you your temperature remotely it was brilliant but i sat at the table and across the room i recognized every person there and they recognized me and you missed the fact that you were in a city center that is still a village and every one of those people it was a case of i knew who they are i knew what they do and if anybody needed that i could go i know just the guy and i miss not 
being out and seeing all of those faces and being able to actually say, you need to speak to so-and-so. He was after, he was after exactly what you do. And here's his number. You know, that's because that's how networks work. And yeah, in the absence of it, it's, uh, it's it's like anything. You don't you feel like they might wither and die, but then when you get out there and you see the old faces, you're right back where you were before. And I do miss seeing all those familiar faces. Yeah. Well, I mean, time will tell how things run. I know Boris has said that uh, he's hoping for absolute normality by Christmas, but I take that with. A good shovel of salt. Yes. Um, it's it's not something that makes me immediately believe that that is remotely possible. But we live in hope. No, I'm taking I'm taking bets on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles becoming real and coming out of the sewers probably by mid-September, the way things are going. I think that is more likely. <laughs> but, I mean, with the, with the changes to... Home working and office working. What would you say would be something that you have started doing now that you will keep doing, or something that you won't go back to? Uh, I mean, for me, to be honest, not much. I mean, other other than throughout lockdown, having a distinct lack of clients, I have. To be fair, you had that before lockdown. <laughs> Imagine you saying something different. <laughs> Uh, but I've actually found that I'm not really doing anything differently than I would have done before. I didn't. I was still trying to market myself as I normally would throughout lockdown, because uh, obviously I was still I was still perfectly able to work. I had everything ready to go. It was just a case of all my clients and about six different projects that were about to all be green lit just suddenly went bump. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I found that I was. I was the one of the ones that was perfectly happy and ready and willing to work, uh, but all the clients that would have been using me had either been furloughed or, yeah, projects had either been put on hold or whatever. But, I mean, now things are beginning to turn around again, which is good news. But I'm, I'm you, still you finding know? things are, are normal. Yeah. yeah um, in terms of business, I'm, I'm doing much the same. I've got ideas for putting more stuff online in terms of courses, in terms of group coaching, and finding ways of um, hitting different price points, for instance, in doing groups rather than you know the full-scale one-to-one, which tends to be a bit expensive. But like Richard, you know, this has affected the the, the client base, and you know, there's still that uncertainty out there. Yeah, I think for me the big change is. There'll be no more punching in and punching out. There'll be no just driving to a store so I can be in a store at the end of the working day. It'll be a case of, you know, I, I, I think I really have embraced the home remote working. I'll still go into stores. I will just to say hello. If I'm passing a store, I will check in. I But I don't think there'll ever be a point where I think, right, I'll go and work out of that office today just because... I have to be somewhere other than working from home. So I think I'm probably the one that's been affected the most by the changes. He has to be special, doesn't he? <laughs> and but I think, yeah. But you can see how 
how it's affected everyone. Some people make no changes or virtually none. Some have had minor adaptions. This has really changed how I work and I'm actually pleased about it in a strange sort of way. Yeah. Yeah. And on that bombshell, as they say, I think that probably wraps everything up for episode 26. We hope you've enjoyed it and, you know, please do consider dropping a little review if you uh, enjoyed it immensely. Uh, I mean, who knows? Some, someone might have. Um, <laughs> and we shall see you all again for the next one. You've been listening to Brumpod, the podcast for small businesses by small businesses. Brought to you by Brummies Networking, the home of free, stripped-back business networking. Produced by Happy Content Co. Follow us on Twitter at Brumpod. You can subscribe to future episodes using Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and several other podcast platforms. Just search for Brumpod. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard, then please do consider leaving us a review. Music by Bureaucratic. We'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>